Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yes, it's going to be an exciting weekend this coming weekend, and it's going to be a very, very powerful one, one which we have not seen for a long, long time. I believe that God is just going to just ignite the power of prayer, even in our midst, and stir up something and do a great work. All right, and if you have not signed up yet, please do sign up. It will really, really change your life and turn your prayer life around and uh, get you into intimacy with the Lord and uh, experience the power of God even in prayer. So don't miss out at all. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Wow, it's going to be power packed. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. <clears throat> Our theme is on unstoppable love, and uh, this morning, I would like to just pick up this theme and just continue on even on unstoppable love. Shall we stand for the reading of God's Word? Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 to 21, one of the most powerful passages of scriptures that I would consider. Let's read it together. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives his name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the lost people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to His power that is at work within us, to Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. May God add blessings to His Word. Thank you. Please be seated. This passage, I believe, holds the key to a powerful life in Christ. How do you experience powerful living in Christ? The key lies in two words, I believe. And the two words is living love. Everybody say, living love. Now, it is not a love that is living, all right? But rather, we live in love. Living love. The key to powerful living is living love. Living the life that God wants to give to each and every one of us in the power that He has given to each and every one of us. What is this living love? It is living in the love of God. Living in the love of God. Now, this may, this may sound very simple, and you may have heard it time and over again about the love of God, the unstoppable love of God. 
Many times when we say, God loves you, Jesus loves you, I'm going to talk about the love of God, our immediate reaction is, oh yeah, God loves me. I know that already. But I tell you, most of us have not really comprehended the love of God. We have not even entered into that experience of the love of God in a manner that He wants us to experience. Dr. Karl Barth, who have written tens of thousands of volumes of theological and philosophical works, at one time was lecturing in the University of Chicago. And after the lecture, because of time, instead of opening up for questions, the president of the school, of the university, represented the student body and asked him just one question. He said, Dr. Karl Barth, with all your theological insights, which do you think is the greatest that you have discovered? Which is the greatest theological insights that you have ever discovered in all your years of writing and lecturing? Dr. Kaba closed his eyes for a while and thought, and then he smiled. And he says, the greatest theological insight I have ever received from the Lord is this. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And the whole student body was shocked. Here is a man who is so profound in all his theological writings, and yet he says his greatest insight is just this thing, Jesus Loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. That's the most profound thing. Besides that, there's nothing else. The love of God. Are we living in the love of God? Living so love. And you know it, you experience it. That God so loves you, and you are living love, not just living love, living so love in God. And that's the way that God wants us to live, from a deep assurance that you are fully loved by God. A pastor noticed a young man wearing down in a T-shirt and imprinted on the T-shirt was a bulldog. And on that T-shirt also was a caption that reads, Jesus loves you. So the pastor was puzzled. A bulldog and Jesus loves you? <laughs> and says, uh... What, what, what's that caption and that, and that bulldog on your T-shirt? What, what, what does it mean? He said, oh, pastor, this T-shirt shows that I love Jesus with the tenacity of a bulldog. Oh, and the pastor turned around and said, I think it's the reverse. It is Jesus who loves you with the tenacity of a bulldog. Because our love many times fails, isn't it? 
But God's love never fails. He loves us with the tenacity of a bulldog. Oh, we are so loved by God. And we have to live in that deep assurance that you are fully loved by God. Jeremiah 31 verse 3, I have loved you with an everlasting love, God says. Beyond a shadow of doubt, an everlasting love. I think in the Bible, God many times said the word, the three sweetest words in the English language, I love you. I think God has said it more, more times than your husband has said it to you. More times than your spouse has said it to you. You read through the Bible. God constantly assures us, I have loved you, I love you, I love you. Now, if your husband doesn't say it, it doesn't mean he doesn't love you, alright? I don't want you to go back and quarrel, huh? But I hope men will be more spontaneous and free, even with the expression of love. Zephaniah 3.17, The Lord your God is in your midst. He will quiet you with His love, His love, His love. 1 John 3.1, How great is the love the Father has what? Lavish. Other translation says given or bestowed, but I like this translation here. It says the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God and that is what we are. The love of God. We have to live with the full assurance that we are fully loved by God. Sounds very straightforward, but many of us sometimes struggle with that issue. God, do you really love me? And we live life without that love of God. That's why we are so weak. That's why we are so powerless. Do you know that you are incredibly loved? You are the most loved person on earth. Incredibly loved. From the Father's heart. In fact, it's even impossible for me to just tell you how much the love of God is. How much does God love us? God loves us this much. He sent His only begotten Son to die for each one of us with the outstretched arm. How much does God love us? This much. The dimensions of God's love can only be measured by the outstretched arms of Jesus on the cross. And so if at any one time you doubt God's love, remember the cross, the outstretched arms of Jesus on the cross. That's the dimension of the love of God. But in this passage of Scripture here in Ephesians chapter 3, Paul tried to tell us about the dimensions of God's love. And he says, may you grasp. This is from the NIV. I like the NIV translation. That's why I purposely chose it. It said, may you grasp. In other version, it says, may you understand, may you comprehend. 
It is just like almost like a, a, a head knowledge kind of thing. But no, may you grasp, may you take hold of, may you lock into. May you grasp how wide, how long, how high, how deep Christ's love is. May you grasp it. Most of us think and see God's love as just like the love that is on a wall. It's just flat. One dimension. Some of us like three dimensions. But that's about as far as we would go. Three dimension. We love it. Movies, three dimension. But do you know that God's love is multi-dimensional? The way that we think, the way that we look is usually the most is just three-dimensional. But here it's at least four dimension. The width, the length, the height, and the depth of Christ's love. What is the width? What is the breadth of Christ's love? It is as wide, as broad as all humanity, all ages, all races, all regions. It is as broad as that. That's the breadth of Christ's love. How long is Christ's love for us? It is as long as eternity, world without end. His love never stops. You can never outlive the love of God. It will carry you through right into eternity. That's the land of God's love. How high is God's love? It is as high as the highest heavens. The love of Christ will take you even unto heaven. You can be sure about that. To the highest place where the throne of God is. How deep is the love of God? It is as deep as the deepest recesses of the human soul and the human heart and the very depth of hell itself. That is the dimension of God's love. And we have this full assurance that God loves us. There's no boundaries to the love of God. There's no fence that you can, that you can, can, can put that will keep out the love of God. Oh, that we may grasp it. That we may comprehend, that we may grasp the love of Christ. The height, the depth, the breadth, and the length. That's God's love for each, one, each and every one of us. Living love. Living with the full assurance of the Father's love for each one of us. For you. No matter what happens in life, the love of God is sure. It surpasses all knowledge and it cannot be measured at all. That is God's love for us. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Amen. Have you known of this love? It is this love that brought me to Jesus Christ. It is this love that has kept me all these many years, as it has kept many of you who have been long in the Lord. 
It is this love that brought tears to my eyes on the 27th of January, 1975. It was about 9 o'clock at night. I walked into a church service for the first time in that church. The place was packed. The preacher, a missionary, was preaching. And been quite late already, already about 9 o'clock, the service was almost over, but the preacher was still preaching. So I walk in at the end of the service, almost the end of the service, and the moment that I step into the church, the love of God filled my heart. I don't know what the preacher was talking about, you know, I, I did not hear him, you know, but the moment that I step in, tears just rolled down my eyes, and I was overwhelmed by the love of Jesus Christ. Just like that. And being taken hold of, being grasped by the love of the Lord Jesus Christ, I went up to the preacher. He hasn't, he hasn't finished preaching yet. But I don't know the protocol of the church, you see. So I just went right up to the preacher and said, Preacher, I want Jesus. And he was shocked. Here is a fish that jumped into the boat, you know. No need to give auto call, you know. The person come and respond already. And he led me to, to the Lord Jesus Christ. That love. I've never forgotten that love. I always remember that love. I constantly experience right up to this very day. I have that love relationship with God, with my Jesus. And that's what matters the most. That's what matters the most. Fully assured of the love of God for each one of us. That is what living love is. Some of you say, Oh, Pastor Vincent, you no wife, no love. Says who? We are all looking for love, yes. And I must confess that as a child, I was looking for love also because I don't have a mother. All right, my mother died when I was just three years old. So I was looking for love, yes. But when I discovered the love of God, it satisfies me to the fullest. Now, it doesn't mean that we don't need other people. We do. But my friends, I'm fully assured of the love of God. Yeah, there were times that I feel the Lord. But just because of one failure doesn't mean that God will chuck me out and throw me away and bye-bye to love. No. This is the depth, the height, the length, and the breadth of His love that encompasses us with the outstretched arm of the Lord Jesus Christ. And once you have that love, you live assured with that love. My friends, there is powerful living, living love. I never doubt God's love for me from that night onwards. And it is powerful when you are able to live in the love of God. Some people struggle with that. When bad things happen, God, why? Do, you know, do you really love me? Sometimes, you know, doubt comes into our hearts. But this kind of love will transform us. 
This kind of love converts doubt in Thomas <coughs> and makes him into a martyr for the Lord Jesus Christ. This kind of love will transform any one of us. This kind of love will propel even faint-hearted Christians into the Muslim world to reach the loss for the Lord Jesus Christ. This kind of love will just uh, 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 change and transform a husband into self-sacrificing love and service for the family, for the wife. The love of God. God has captured us with His love. And we are fully assured we live in the love of God. No matter what happens in the world, we live in the love of God. And it is very powerful, living love. Love by God. Love by the Father. You are all love beyond all measure. Although we talk about the length and the breadth, the height and the depth of it all, it is love that is beyond measure. And in this love, we are rooted and grounded. I pray that you've been rooted and grounded in love. Ephesians 3.17. We are what? Rooted and grounded in the love of God. That's what living love is all about. Living in the love of God, rooted and grounded in Him with full assurance. So there's no guilt there's no condemnation. There's that love relationship with God. And it is a joyous one. It is not a burdensome one. It is not a worrisome one. But it is in the power of God's love. Are you living love? Living in the love of God. Living love also means living love in the face of rejection, challenges, defeat, disappointments. It doesn't mean that once you live in the love of God, everything will be fine. All right? You will have no problems. No. Living love, even in the midst of rejection and the difficulties of life. You see, everybody wants to love and to be loved. The world is not looking for knowledge. The world is looking for love. And we look, we look for love everywhere. We try to find love everywhere. From Facebook to friends to family members to our spouse, everywhere we, we are looking for love. And many times when we do not find that love, there is that rejection. And many people do not live love. They live rejection. And it's very real. Rejection is very real. Why is it that you dare not open your mouth and share the, the love of Jesus Christ with somebody? One of the basic things is because you fear that the, the guy will reject you. Will not accept what you say. You know? And uh, 
Sometimes it's hard to be a salesman. The other day I was having lunch, you know, and I saw there was a salesman just outside the, uh, 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 the hawker center. And he was just, I don't know what he was trying to, he was peddling. But he approached our customer and, uh, you know, who walked out and the customer just walked away. He, uh, you know, he waited for, for another customer to, you know, and, and then once the customer walked out and then he tried to approach and the person walked away, not interested. I said, poor guy, so many rejection. No? You know? I said, after I finish my meal, I'm going to purposely walk to him, you know, and just at least listen to him, you know, I just at least listen to him, no, I don't know what he was peddling, you know, but after I finished my meal, I walk over there, I thought he was behind the pillar, you know, I walk over there and hey, he's gone already, miss one seal, <laughs> but can you just imagine living with rejection in life, and that's how it is, many of us look for love, but then you find that, you know, we, we, are, we are rejected so many times and it really is, you know, rejection, they are, they are staggering. The, the, the number of people who live in rejection is just staggering. And, the, and what does rejection do to us? There are emotional wounds in our life when we are rejected. And some of us face that wound. You know, we were wounded when we were just a child, when we were rejected. Maybe because, you know, you know uh, uh, I don't know, I'm just giving an example here. You know, your, your, your parents already have uh, 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 two, two, two daughters and they are hoping for a son. And out you came, you are the third daughter, you know. Hey, yeah, another daughter, I know, in some Chinese families. And then, and then, all, and then, and then there, there is that rejection that you felt as you grow up. You know, and, and your parents say, we were hoping for a son. And then you came along, you know, another one. And, and you live with that kind of rejection. It is wrong, I know, for parents to do that, you know, but then we live with rejection, you know. Or you have been rejected by a loved one, a boyfriend, girlfriend, you know. Or you have been rejected even by pastors sometimes when, they, when you approach for something and, and, and whatnot. We live with rejection. Some of these rejection are self-rejection. Right, we, we, you know, that means we, uh, we reject ourselves. All right? we, we have very low self-esteem. Our, our worth, we do not see the worth in our lives. So there's self-rejection. You know? and, 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 it, and, and it affects the way that we live, the way that we relate with others. We are always drawn back. We, we are fearful of further rejection. And it is many, manifested in so many different ways, harmful ways. But living love is different. Not living in rejection, but living love in the face of rejection in life. Now, Christ himself was rejected. He came unto his own, his own received him not. He faced rejection many times in spite of all the miracles that he did. And if he does not know how to handle that rejection, he wouldn't be able to die on the cross for us. He would wallow in self-pity in a cave somewhere. But living love, he was so assured of the Father's love. It doesn't matter how other people treat him. He was assured of the Father's love. That's what is important. Living love is one of the phrases that was made popular by the author Lisa Taikios. I don't know how to pronounce her name. But in her book, Uninvited, in 
live in love when you feel less than, left out, and lonely. How do you do that? Living love is not when everybody is loving you. No, no, no. The world will not love you. Not everybody will treat you like a firm star. But when you feel less than, left out, and lonely, do you know that you can still live love? Not live rejection. Not live loneliness. Not live being left out in this world. In one of the famous quotes from Lisa, he says, Live from a deep assurance that you are fully loved and you won't find yourself begging others for scraps of love. Live love. Many of us are looking for love, begging for scraps of love from people because of our expectation of love. And especially in the community of faith, sometimes our expectation is so high. Oh, this is a church. Everybody should be loving, all loving. And they should help me. And we look for love in the community of faith. Now, remember that when, when Paul was writing this passage, he wasn't writing to an individual Christian. He was writing to the church at large, to the church at Ephesus, to the family of God, to the community of faith. And then many times, you know, our expectation is so high or so different from others. We are looking for love. And when we couldn't find it, that's where rejection comes in. But when you live from a deep assurance that you are fully loved, you won't find yourself begging others for scraps of love. Oh, can you please show me a little bit of love? Those people who do not live love, they can be easily manipulated. And when there's a con man that comes along and shows a little bit of love, ah, they discover it already. And the person can easily manipulate that helpless victim. But when you are living love, friends, you are not looking for scraps of love from people. You are living fully assured of the love of God, the powerful love of God already. Now, like I say, it doesn't mean that you don't need others. No, we still do need one another. But my well-being is not dependent on whether you love me or don't love me. It is ground, rooted and grounded in what? The love of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, of course, if we reciprocate the love, that's great. That's what we are here for. But my expectation is not that you must fulfill my desire, you must fulfill my needs. Otherwise, I will be destroyed. No. It is rooted and grounded in the love of God. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That's the secret, friends. The love of Christ. He is right here within us. No matter what you are going through, divorce, sickness, business failures, accidents. It is the 
Christ who dwell in our hearts that will keep us even through the storms, live in love in spite of everything and every negative circumstances that may happen in us or to us. We, are, we still know that God loves me and Christ dwells within me. And that is the fullness of Christ. Another translation says, Christ will make His home in your hearts. Where is Christ? In my heart. When Christ is with me, friends, I can face all things. Amen? You can face all things. The adversities in life. Live in love. Christ is in us. Christ dwelling in us. That's the greatest comfort. That's the greatest strength that we can have. No matter what happens in the world, the storms may rage, but all these are external. What is internal is important. Christ in me, in Him I stand. That's why living love is through all the adversities in life. In the last century, when, or two centuries ago, when Napoleon Bonaparte conquered Europe, his officers came across a prison cell, a prison cell, and they put prisoners there, Christians especially. They persecuted the Christians and imprisoned the Christians there for their faith during the Spanish Inquisition. So in one cell, they discover, you know, uh, uh, somebody, uh, or, or just, just the bones, of course, all, all, you know, uh, the, the, the body has decomposed, and, and just, just bone and with a chain, you know, tied to the ankle bone. And they discovered on the wall there, somehow this prisoner has made the mark of a cross. Put the mark of the cross, and on the top of the cross, it says, height. On the bottom of the cross, it says depth. On the left, it says breath. And on the right, it says length. In spite of the persecution, in spite of being imprisoned for his faith, it seems that this prisoner, the unknown prisoner, still stood up for the testimony of his faith, talking about the height, the depth, the breadth, and the land of the love in Christ Jesus that kept him through the sufferings and the isolation in the prison cell. What a testimony. He's able to do that because Christ in him. Christ in us. You'll make us strong. Amen? Christ in us. Live in love no matter what happens. It's not based on circumstances. It's Christ in me. The indwelling Christ. The word dwell means to abide, to stay, to set up shop. He's here not just to visit, but He has come to stay in my life, to, 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 to abide in my life. He in me and I in Him. 
Psalms 91 verse 1, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Where is this secret place? It's not somewhere in a cave in Jerusalem, no. It's right here in the heart. You shall abide there. It's as, it's as near as you can get. You cannot get any nearer than inside, right? So how near is Christ to us? Everybody else is outside. You know, even the nearest person to you is just outside. But Christ in us, He's in the spot that He's as near to us as anybody can ever get. That's how near God is with us. So brothers and sisters, whatever that you are facing, live love. Live in love, knowing that Christ in you will carry you through. To know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Friends, when Christ is in us, He brings the fullness of God. That's how we experience the fullness of God. The love of Christ in us. So live in love. I am love. Everybody say, I am love. Christ in me. Amen. I am love. Christ in me. It'll make you fearless in the face of danger. Fearless in the fullness of Christ. 1 John 4.18 Perfect love casts out all fear. So fear not, little children. God constantly says to us, fear not, fear not. What makes the Christian so bold? What makes the Christian so brave in the face of persecution, they were willing to lay down their life? It is the fearless love of God. So fear not, whatever you are facing, the love of God will be there. We can live fearlessly when we know that we are always in the embrace of our all-loving, all-powerful Father in heaven. So being full of God's love settles empowers and brings the best from each and every one of us. Paul says, nothing can separate us from His love. Amen? No difficulties, no persecutions, no death, no height, no depth, nothing can separate us from His love. So whatever you are facing, be assured of the Father's love, of Christ within us. And when you choose to live in love, we have the power of God in our lives. 
That's why Paul is able to see at the conclusion of this passage that God is able to do above and beyond anything we can ever ask, think, or imagine. The love of God will not withhold anything from you. In fact, you can't even imagine. You can't even think. You can't even ask. He's able and willing to do above and beyond all of that. Another version says, immeasurably more. Immeasurably more. You cannot measure the love of God. You cannot measure the extent that the love of God will do for you. The things that God will do for you in His immeasurably, immeasurably more love. And so, brothers and sisters, live a life of love. Ephesians 5.2. Live a life of love. And I take that to not just say, hey, you must love one another. It's different. You live a life of love. Live love. Live in love. It's not just showing love to others, but out of your life itself, you are sustained, you are kept, you, are, you, you operate, you function in love. Live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Living love means living a life of love. Max Lucado says the secret of loving is living love. And when you live in love, out of the depths of your heart, as you know, love will flow out as you have experienced the love of the Father, then you are able to love others. Otherwise, it is impossible. It's not something that you force out of yourself. But when you live love in God, the secret of loving is living love. Paul says in verse 19, May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Now, here is a paradox. Experience the love of God, although it is too great to understand. You cannot understand it, it says. It surpasses knowledge. The love of God surpasses knowledge. It says that you may experience the love of God or that you may comprehend, that you may understand the love of God, which is too great to understand. Hey, what is Paul talking about? That you may experience something that cannot be Describe that cannot be understood. The good things about the love of God is you cannot understand it, but you can experience it. Amen? You cannot fully understand it, but you can experience it. He says that you may know the love of Christ. The word know is actually experience. It's an experiential knowledge. It's not just hate knowledge. Oh, I know the love of God. What is it? John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, whosoever believed in it should not perish, but have everlasting life. Yes, it's here. But have you experienced it? Have you experienced it? And God's idea is that we experience His love. To experientially know the love of God. That's why, you know, in the NIV it says, to grasp the love of God and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. That's my goal in life. 
to know Him more. How do you do that? To experience living love. First of all, rest in the love of the Father. As I said from the very beginning, remember how much God really loves you. Every day, remember how much God really loves you and rejoice in that love. Rejoice in that love. Remember and rejoice in the love of the Father. Every morning you wake up, remember, thank you, Father, for your love. I am your beloved. Secondly, recognize Christ in you. There's not, nothing more important and precious than knowing the indwelling Christ and His love. You are never alone. God will never reject you. No circumstances can overtake you. Christ in you. You are strong. You are powerful. You are strengthening the inner person. Christ in you. Christ is in me. Christ is in you. And then refresh yourself in the Holy Spirit. Operate for the prayer that you may be strengthened in the inner man by the power of the Holy Spirit. Refresh yourself in the Holy Spirit. When you have the Holy Spirit, what is the, what is the Holy Spirit doing in, in, in our heart? It says the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. The closer you are with the Holy Spirit, you find that the, the more you understand, the more you grasp the love of God, the more you manifest you know, uh, uh, love, which is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Refresh yourself in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not here just to make us speak in tongues, no. But to shed abroad in our hearts the love of God so that we may live love. Engage in spiritual exercise. Strengthen the inner man through the word, through prayer, through worship, through fellowship. Strengthen the inner person. The word of the Lord. This is good food. Prayer. All oh, that intimacy with God. Worship. Fellowship. And with the saints. Meditate on God's love. Number five. The more we meditate on, become confident of God's love toward us, the more we'll be filled with His fullness. Meditate on His love. Think about His love. Draw from God. Draw from God. The way to grow is not to focus on your love, but His love. Many times we say, oh, I love Jesus and all that. That's great. But our love for the Lord is weak. It may even feel just like that bulldog t-shirt, you know. The boy says, I love Jesus with the tenacity of a bulldog. At the next moment, he may deny Christ. There's a problem with Peter. I love you, Lord. I love you. He's focused on I, I, I. But hey, we should focus on the love of God for us. The love of God for me. Focus and draw from that love. Draw strength. Draw power. Draw motivation. Draw everything that you need from the love of God which is immeasurable, unthinkable. It is huge, it is vast, it is immense. Draw from that love. You will never be lacking love when you learn to tap into the love of God. Even when everything is falling apart, you can never lack anything when you, learn, when you have learned to focus on His love and not on my love for Him. 
And lastly, choose to love. To love is a choice, not a feeling. It is a choice that we make. Choose to love. Choose to love in small ways. Jesus says, if you give a cup of cold water in my name, you will not be without your reward. Just a cup of cold water. He's not asking us to die for Him. He's not asking you to sell your house and leave your wife and all those things. No. Just a cup of cold water itself. He says, do small things. Choose to love in small measures, in small ways. Let the love of God flow through your life. Choose to love. Choose to live love. So brothers and sisters, live in love. What is it? Living in the love of God. Live in love in the face of rejection and adversity and live in a life of love. That is the key to powerful living. It will change your entire life, your entire outlook, and you'll be an effective witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. Shall we pray?